Welcome to the Friends of Friends podcast. Here are your hosts, Henry Hargitay and Jason Cole. Yeah. We're back, still doing it. Friends of Friends podcast. I'm Henry Hargitay. That's Jason Cole. Uh, in a few moments, we're going to be welcoming on our first ever guest on the show, uh, Dave Major. It's a guy we've known for a couple of years now. Love talking to him. It'll be good to catch up. Listen, man, this is uh, episode number two. I said it last time. I had never seen you in a tie before. And the biggest takeaway from some of my big supporters was, man, we need that tie again. Oh, damn. Well, I apologize in advance. The tie was a one-off. Probably won't happen again anytime soon. But this is my everyday attire. Mm -hmm. That's what I like. Yeah, I mean... I thought you kind of looked like a public defender rocking that tie, but uh, it, you know the, the feedback was the feedback was pretty good. But anyway, uh, do us a favor: be a friend of a friend. Go like, go subscribe, do your thing. Check us out: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. Be a friend. Go subscribe. Do your thing. Be uh, and with that, friend. Be a friend of a friend. And with that, we're going to go ahead and welcome him. Welcome him on here, Dave Major, my man. What's cracking? good how are you thank you for having me on hey dude we're, we're we're all good we're not as good as you though mr pepperdine mr zoe 101 malibu congrats uh from both of us i know we spoke about it a little bit before but uh an incredible life accomplishment to get into a university like that uh to play basketball so just like open it up talk a little bit about uh you know how special that decision was for you no it was definitely awesome um like i told you before like i visited that campus twice in my life once when i was in eighth grade um, my dad and I were out in California, so we visited that and we visited UCLA. And then the second time I visited was on my official visit right after my senior season. Um, they had been following me pretty much all season. Um, after my last game, I'd gotten um, the coach who reached out to me again. And I had kind of built up a relationship with him since around 10th grade. And, um, you know, I went up for a visit and I kind of just like fell in love with it. And, um, you know, their style of play is like very similar to like what, how I like to play. Like, you know, the West coast style of play, they run, they gun, they shoot, you know, like that's how they, you know, that's their style of play. And I feel like I was able to like fit that system well. And um, yeah, everything about it though, like it literally looks like a five-star resort. Like that can't, yeah. like, like that can't, Alibu. can't just, like it's second to none when it comes to that stuff. But how much uh, of an influence was Zoe 101? Did you even watch that show? Are you like old enough I, like, to remember that? I was younger, but like that, that wasn't much of an influence. Now, I mean, like that's definitely, I think they're like claim to fame right now, but like, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, that wasn't much of it, but you know, that was definitely pretty cool. Yeah. So I, I want to ask this, Jay, I know you got a question, but I want to ask this because, uh, you know, we spoke about this before too. Um, I go back and I watch the cold world training footage from like the past two years, three years, and it's like I'm watching a movie of all of your lives just progressing. And it's really humbling to see. And the one thing that I always remember with you was that first day uh, where you were going up against Raleigh. Uh, and we have this footage and you were going up against Raleigh and you must have tried scoring on him. We were doing the drill with the three lanes, full court. You must on, have don't tried. Don't say drill. It's not a drill. The court is broken down into, into three channels. I I okay. did want to, I did want to actually talk about this story. This was like the one thing that like I had in mind like coming into this. Yeah. So but, my my recollection was you went at him 
for at least two hours. Probably scored like maybe one basket. Scored twice the whole twice. (laughs) And like one of them was like some lucky ass like step back jump shot. Like you know, like it was. I remember like I walked into the gym. I swear it was my first time ever like like working out with Jay, and it was like prime quarantine. I walk in the gym, and there's Raleigh, who's you know plays played for the Pelicans or the Bulls at the time or whatever it was. Yeah, and um. I'm like in 10th grade, 150 pounds, like cocky as shit, you know, walking in thinking I'm all that. And then, you know, I'm going at this NBA player for two hours and literally scored like twice. And after that, like I was told Jay, like I was like, that was like the biggest wake up call for me. Cause like I realized like I wasn't as good as I wanted to be. And I was nowhere near where like, I, like, like I, I, you know, I wanted to be a division one slash pro caliber player. Like I was nowhere near where I needed to be yet. And so after that day, like, it definitely, like, humbled me. And it definitely, like, showed me, like, look, I still got a lot of work to do. But, like, I, literally every single day since then, Jay and I have been in the gym for the past, like, three years since then or two years since then. So, I mean, that story, I literally told somebody that story the other day, too. Like, it was, just, like, that's one thing I just love to go back to. Um, and I also said, too, like, before I committed, to, right after I committed, I was, like, Raleigh like, and then definitely had, like, a big um, – like a big part in my like development as a player just because of like even just that day like that was that day was just the wake-up call for me where it was like all right like I gotta get stronger I gotta get you know used to playing against like that type of defense those types of guys like stuff like that and you know even that whole summer I was in the gym with straight pros after that and it was just you know and Jay was exposing me to all these guys and stuff like that which was great so I mean yeah Jay what do you remember from that day I just remember him being going into his sophomore year. He was telling me he just had a really good senior, I mean, freshman campaign. I say senior because I'm just so excited. He just finished the senior campaign. But he was going into his sophomore year and he was just telling me, you know, he had a really good year and he had a really good backcourt mate at the time was uh, Jalen Lamont, right? Yeah. Who's being recruited by everyone. You know, that was the backcourt at the time. He now transferred and Dave was gonna have some pressure on him, you know? And, And he had to be the guy. Before it was okay because he could just be, not Robin, but he had someone else that could carry the load on any given night. Mm-hmm. That's not the case anymore. Now, every single night, Dave, you got to carry the load. Yeah. Yeah. And the load is win. Yeah. I didn't say score 40. I didn't say score 50. I didn't say score 60. I said, win. if you're carrying a load, you have to win the game. We don't care about anything else for anybody else that may be thinking other than win. It just so happens to be that to win, he had to score 40 on some given nights. A lot of nights. A lot of nights. He answered the bell. Now, 30 was regular, right? 40 was here and there. I think I had like three 40-point games, but I averaged around 30 which is the most in the state, I'm pretty sure. Dave, what, what do you think is, you know, looking back on all the Cold World training years, which are still going, obviously, you got out of the gym like 15 minutes ago. Yeah, I was just, uh, we literally right. just got out the gym. When you look back on all of this stuff, 
Um, like what's like the single most important thing you think you've learned through co world training? To like never, never think you got it all figured out. Like always, mm. like there's always room for improvement, no matter how, like how much better you're getting, like whatever it is, like never think that you got it all figured out and that there's always like, you know, like I'll be in the gym, like sometimes it'll be like twice, three times a day because it's like, I'll go in like in the morning and I'll be like, all right, like that was a good workout and all, but I'm not really satisfied. So it's like, I need to get like, and like, I have that mentality and Jay has that mentality. So it's like, and all we're trying to do is just get better and progress and progress and like get to where, you know, that's it. I can be effective at the next level and stuff like that. So, I mean, I feel like it's just, yeah. The main message is like, never think you got it all figured out and just always mm. keep working, put your head down, keep working. Like that's really the main message. That's a really good answer. Yeah. It's a really good answer because one of the things and I'm, Jay probably taught you this like right away, but he always harps on it. And that's that once you get to that division one level, especially, you know, where you're about to be, everyone was putting up 30, like in their high school, like every, everyone was right. a superstar. So it, players it's, where they were from, everyone was, yeah. you know, so you got to do something to separate yourself and, you know, stand out. That's exactly. Yeah. The other thing that I've really enjoyed following, like with your path, um, it's just your family and how close you are with them. And I see the videos and like, I've talked to your parents before. What was, what was this process like for them? Because this is such a big thing, not just for you, but like you committing to a school to play division one basketball. It's yeah. a family accomplishment also, cause you don't do it alone. And when you do it, they're still going to be with you. What was yeah. the moment like for them when you told them like, mom, dad, like, this is it, this is where I'm going. Well, so actually what happened was um, when I was on my visit, like I was in the hotel room with my dad and like it was like right after the visit and i was kind of like i told him straight up i was like look like i'm like this is where i want to be like this is where i want to like go to school like we had talked to the coach or whatever and like i was just sitting in the hotel room with him that night and i was like like i think this is the spot like this is where i want to be and then like if i'm being honest with you like i really committed like at, like at the end of the visit we were done talking and stuff like that like i basically committed and I, he was like all right like what number do you want to wear and i'm like like and i told him like, okay. He's like like, like, he, you know, so it was kind of, it was really cool because I was just like, like, I did commit, but I didn't, I, I don't think like, I committed on my visit pretty much. And not but no one else that. knew. No one else knew that. Like, I right. committed on my visit. And then like, it wasn't until like a month later where I announced it. But like, yeah, I mean, it, it was, back to your question, like, it was really cool for them. My dad was obviously like the first one to know because he was the one on the visit with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I told my mom when I get back, got back, I was like, she's like, how was it? I was like. I pretty much committed. Like I, I told the coach, like after I, went, I gave the coach my jersey number, like every, like, like you know. And she was, you know, obviously very relieved because you know, I've been going through like this process since ninth, tenth grade, talking to coaches, like all this stuff, and it's just like, and like you know, Jay has been there with me like every step of the way. Like he knows what I had to go through, and like talking to coaches, getting recruited, and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of ups and downs in that whole process, and. um you know, my family was definitely like very proud of me, very relieved, you know, um, and yeah, because like honestly, like two or three months ago, if I'm being 100% honest, I was going to do a prep year. Mm. You know, obviously, like my senior season definitely, definitely helped me out, like leading the state and scoring and all that stuff like that definitely like um, helped, helped me out. Like, I mean, New Jersey is a big state. Exactly. Can, we, can we not can we not agree with that? And mm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this, but I think numbers don't lie. People do. Yeah, exactly. And I think Jersey right now, at least, is the best state for basketball. I think we breed the best Hoobers. So, I mean, I'm from New York. I'm not going to sit here and 
agree, but you know, you know, I train in Jersey and there's some hitters out there, but yeah. nah. Yeah. Dave, do you feel like you were kind of like a hidden gem almost in the recruitment process? Do you feel like you were slept on a little bit? Definitely like um, like in the beginning of my senior season, yeah, I think so a little bit. Like I played, I had a good AAU season with Team Rio, and then I came into um like my senior season, and like I feel like people like knew who I was, but like I feel like I felt like it like wasn't enough. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like I felt like I still had that chip on my shoulder, like, all right, like I need to wake up the entire state, like show them like, all right, like this is what I could do, like this, you know, whatever. And I especially made sure I did that when we played against like the top teams in Jersey, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, yeah. you know, the, the teams and stuff like that. Like, um, but I definitely walked, yeah, I definitely felt like at the beginning of the season, I was like a hidden gem in, in some way, but I definitely always went out there and like played with that chip on my shoulder. Like, you know, I'm underrated. I'm an underdog, you know? And yeah. Jay, what's the biggest difference in Dave's game that you've seen from day one to where he's at now? Confidence. In what he way? knows. He knows. He knows. He knows when he's doing wrong, and he knows what he has to do right. That's big for basketball players. So let's just say I'm a three-point specialist, and I'm great at shooting the three ball, right? Like me. And I and I missed. Yeah. Let's just say I'm Henry Hargitay, and I missed three threes in a row, right? What am I gonna do on the fourth? shot am I taking another three now Dave in some cases he might but knowing how much he's improved he won't he'll go to the rim he'll he'll get fouled he'll get to the free throw line he'll make sure that that result changed so if you miss three in a row you're not missing again no whether that is a layup a three I don't know but I know he won't miss that fourth time. And he's super confident. So I would say just confidence on a day-to-day. I mean, when you do something every single day of your life, do you not believe in yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Adding, on what, said, adding on to what he said, like, I, I got interviewed after, like, this All-Star game once, and they were asking me that same thing, like, what's the key to like being successful in basketball and whatnot. And I think 90% of basketball is confidence. I think 90% of life is confidence. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if you want to succeed in life, you need to be confident. Like if you don't like, it's going to sound like cliche when I say it, but it's like, if you don't believe in yourself, like no one, like, like no one else is going to believe it. You know what I'm saying? Nobody like, else cares. I tell my kids that every day. Yeah. Like you have to like, like, no one else cares. And some people might mistake it for like cockiness and whatnot, but like Doesn't some people matter. might mistake my cockiness it doesn't matter like at the end of the day it's like if you don't have confidence you're not gonna be able to shoot the basketball at a high rate you're not gonna be able to you need to have confidence in your handles and your shot and, and everything or else you're not gonna be able to play ball at the, at the highest level or play ball at the division one level or you know it's it just doesn't work like if you don't have confidence you can't play basketball you know so, really well said really well said i like that a lot all right last thing before we let you get out get out of here i sent you the footage uh to remind you and you talked about it before you know, part of the cold world training experience is you get to play against pros, you know, as a sophomore in high school. And part of that 
um, you know, you get humbled sometimes, but and on other occasions, you get humbled by the video guy. The guy, you know, puts the video camera down. Now he's a video the, guy, little, Dave. He didn't little, play. He didn't play basketball, Dave. He now he's a video guy. I'm just saying a little little nutmeg action. You remember that, right, Dave? <laughs> I do remember that, and I was about two years ago. But yeah, I do remember that. Listen, people complain that I talk about my own game on the podcast. You know what? If you want to start your own podcast and, you know, talk about your highlights, <laughs> fucking go for it. Like, this is my podcast, I'll, and I nutmegged him. I'm taking that with me all the way to Malibu because we're going to be out there. Believe that. Oh, listen. I love it. I love we, it. we are at Pepperdine. Yes, sir. That's a we're fact. At Pepperdine. Yeah, we are. At we're Pepperdine. at West Virginia, too. We're going to be at a lot of places this year. Yep. Yeah. Friends of yeah. friends of friends. What travel. number are you wearing at Pepperdine next year, David? All right, I'm wearing 33 next year. It's like the family number. Larry Bird. Show him that chain, boy. Yes, sir. My grandpa. Show him that chain. Show yeah, him that see, chain. Let's see it. Let's see that chain. Yes, Every yeah. day, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so my grandfather wore that when he played in the NBA, and my dad wore it in college. So um, I decided to bring it back. I had worn it my freshman year, and then switched to number one my sophomore, junior, senior. And yeah. then um, number one is actually taken by somebody else right now. So I was like, let's go back to 33, you know, bring that back. You know, I think that would be cool. So, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Dave, thanks so much. Always love talking to you. Thank All you love. Uh, nutmegs, no nutmegs, don't matter. We uh, we always appreciate you coming on. We'll talk soon. And, hey, we're coming out. We don't even need the invite. Mr. Major. Got you guys. Let me know when you're out there, man. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you soon, David. All right, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Later. Thanks for checking out the Friends of Friends podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend. 